Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome everybody once again to the House of the Unusual podcast, your home for everything cool. Tonight we have joining us is our special guest and friend Chuck Caputo. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me is Eddie Guevara, and us three will be inhabiting the house tonight to give you the best in podcast entertainment. So, Chuck, what's new, brother? Uh, not too much. Hey, it's great being here today. It's fantastic here in Pittsburgh. Great weather, guys. I tell you what, it was up to about uh, 70, maybe 75 degrees, 73, somewhere around there. It was a little, but it was great, man. Yeah, we're having some good weather. I think we got some rainstorms coming in here, and the uh, the pollen <laughs> the, the last few days has been hell, man. My uh, my sinuses oh. have been killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eddie, what's what's new over there on the the East Coast in Jersey? Well, everything's really fantastic, uh, Joe. And hello, Chuck. Hello, uh, hello. I basically have just finished. I spent all day yesterday and today redoing my site, or the site house of the unusual, not my site, our site. And um, I think it looks pretty good, man. I'm excited with the new look. It was kind of a little tough when you try to integrate the, because what you get on a desktop and the type of view you get, it's not the same as what you get on a phone. But when you're doing the mobile app, um, when you want it to come out in the mobile, you want to make sure that the mobile um, is very, you know, is working as as good as it can. It's optimized as good as it can, because that's where uh, most people do see our site. And uh, so far, everything looks like it's uh, up and running, you know? Yeah, the site looks looks absolutely fantastic. So if anybody hasn't visited it before or recently, head over to houseoftheunusual.com and uh, definitely check it out. There's a free um, free forum there. To, you know, you could sign up and join and, and talk with some, uh, some individuals that have the same interests as you. But uh, check it out. There's also a link to the podcast if you need to know how to uh, – to find us and you know a lot of cool videos and topics on there so uh, uh what's one that thing, one thing i also wanted to bring up is uh i've attached the uh, house of the unusual ebay store where you can now access it through the website as well not only does it have its own shop but you can go now to where it says more in the upper left hand corner with a you can see the forum and you can see all the guides where you hit the more tab, you'll be able to link the eBay store itself. So you'll be able to also go to eBay through there. And on the right hand corner on top of the website, you have a link to the podcast for any of those who, you know, who don't have uh, Shopify, I mean, not Shopify, they don't have iTunes or don't have Spotify on their phone or don't want to do it. They can listen to it right off the website. And that's on the upper right hand corner. Awesome. Good deal. So Eddie's always working hard to, uh, to bring you guys a user-friendly site and, and to keep it updated and full of, uh, some useful information. So definitely head over there and, and check us out. And, um, before we get started today, just want to make a quick, uh, kind of advertisement announcement. Uh, scary monsters. One twenty one is going to be hitting the shelves. If not already on there, it's available for uh, for order on the website. So if you need it, head over to mymoviemonsters.com. You could order it off of there. There's also a digital version, 
or you could check your your local bookstore. Should be hitting the shelves uh, shelves very uh, soon, if already not on there. Um, I have an article in there. It's called "Mighty Mesoamerican Mummy Movies." It's all about the uh, the Aztec mummy trilogy. Uh, great movies. If nobody's ever seen them, you know, check out the article and then go watch the movies, or vice versa. Uh, also. Uh, guest of the show and i guess he's gonna be on next week i i believe is a article by michael mesmer uh, his article is entitled of monsters and magic part one smoke mirrors and monsters and i i haven't got a chance to read it because i just got my copy in the other day but his article looks fantastic it looks like he goes behind the scenes of, of some of the uh the classic movies and and kind of discusses how the movie magic was done. Uh, there's some uh, tidbits on Houdini in there. And even on the first page, there's a, uh, looks like a copy of a mail order form from uh, inside a comic book. So check out uh, his article as well. And there's tons of other articles in there by some of the, uh, the regulars, Frank Delestrito, Don Smaraldi, and uh, Kevin Nicholson. And it looks like it's going to be a great mag. I was flipping through it. Uh, yesterday and a little bit today just really checking out some of the photos because i didn't have a chance to to sit down and and absorb it but man there's there's some beautiful photos in there a lot of behind the scenes and um i i haven't haven't been too too up to date on my mummy movies so this might give me a little inspiration to sit down and uh and revisit some of those classic universal monster movies that i i haven't watched in a while and some of the uh the more I guess little little less known Mexican uh, mummy movies, which some of them I talk about, but there's there's plenty more after that. So that's all I got to say about that, real quick. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of funny. I, I want to add to your uh, your story there of the book. There's a book called Alien Invasions: The History of Aliens in Pop Culture. It came out recently, not too long ago. It's by Michael Stein. Yeah, you know what? I, my my wife just got me that book last week, and I I haven't had a chance to to read it, but that looks really good. It it is a good book. It's, I think it's the first time ever they um, they integrate all the stuff of pop culture and and you know aliens and and everything throughout the ages. Uh, I gotta admit one thing about the book though; it's got great art inside. And another thing I want to ask you: What is this thing that every time I buy a book, you want you wind up getting the same book as me, uh, Joe? <laughs> well, you know, my my wife works works at Barnes and Nobles part time, so anytime she sees a uh, you know anything with horror or sci fi, you know, she always shoots me a text message with the cover. Hey, do you need this? Uh. <laughs> yeah, of course I I need it. But yeah, she she did pick me that book up when they got it. And you're right, Eddie. The artwork is beautiful. I I, I love the artwork on those on those old pulps from the 30s and 40s showing oh, like the aliens and everything cool. yeah i mean that's i mean could i i can only imagine being a child you know or, or even an adult that you know during the 30s or 40s cuz you know technology technology was just you know starting to come about then a little bit and just you know thinking about you know could this really happen could aliens invade could you know it, it just would have been a really cool era and then you know, fast forward, you know, a few years or decades, and then you live through the atomic age and, you know, you have Roswell and all that. And it, you know, really kind of amps it up, you know, of, you know, Hey, this stuff could, you know, could really happen in the very near future. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell you, you mentioned 
my wife my wife and I used to go there all the time, but then since the COVID hit, you know what I mean? We haven't been there, man, I couldn't tell you how long, but we look forward to it. It was always, always a good time to sit in there, you know, get a cup of coffee or whatever. And you, and you, and you could go through some of the books. I mean, it was a gr- fantastic time, man. I can't wait till we can do that again sometime. Yeah. You know, that was, that was our little thing too, before she started working there. Cause there, you know, not much to do in, in Northeast Ohio. So we would, when I had, the weekends off we'd usually go friday or saturday night or both nights and oh yeah we'd go grab a, a coffee and go walk around and you know we'd always see some of the regulars in there and talk to oh, them and absolutely it, it was you know it was actually a, a pretty good time so now and now she works there so i usually <laughs> go up on my own and while she's working and you know i'll yeah. peruse around a little bit but with all the restrictions and all that, you know, it's just not the same anymore. So. No, it's it's not. It's not. Hopefully, they they lift it and you know things will get back to normal. It's funny that you said that because in my area, where you would think more restrictions would apply, uh, it's pretty almost back to normal. I mean, even the stores are pretty packed, and you don't see anybody really spacing or anything. Yeah, well, that, um, that's good. Well, Barnes and Nobles they they did something with their um. They have very limited seating in their cafe, so there's only oh, maybe yeah. you know five tables in there. But it used to be, you know, packed with tables and people, and you could sit there have a coffee and oh you know, yeah, read a magazine or a book, uh, hang out and. You remember so back a few same, same over here. I mean, I, I love going to Barnes and Noble, especially when my son used to work there. We go there a lot. Um, the thing that's kind of interesting when we're talking about all the Barnes and Noble and stuff is. I love their, um, they always have a section that has like books on sale and they got some pretty good books there. And, you know, talking when I just mentioned the alien invasion one, there was one that I also picked up the other day. It's like the whole story of the moon landing and stuff, but the book is phenomenal, man. It was like a $40 book for like 15. And yeah. They, they there's some, some good deals there. Yeah. The prices, the prices are great. And you know what, do you remember back, I remember a few years ago, they actually had uh, big chairs, you know, the kind that are padded and you could, I mean, it was very relaxing. Now, like you said, they have it, uh, just very limited seating and it's in the, uh, in the cafe and, and those chairs kill my back. I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. You know, they, they took those out a little bit. I, I think before COVID actually the one near us, because they were having a lot of, I don't know if this was the reason, but I know there was a lot of issues with, um, especially like younger kids, they would come in and take their shoes off and put their feet up on the, oh, you know, the yeah. chairs underneath <laughs> them, and the chairs were dirty. They were spilling stuff on. I mean, you know, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I, it was. I, I remember years ago they used to have wooden chairs throughout the um, the mm-hmm. store, but those were nice. You could clean those real easy. But yeah, when they put those cushion chairs in, man, that the the younger generational kids Uh, you know they they ruined it a little bit (laughs) you know what it is is i think a lot of people are getting too too comfortable with them and they started getting rid of them all together everywhere but they used to have those chairs in every corner you're right yeah great they were great they really were the um the (laughs) one one of the things i was going to say is uh not too long ago just before covid started uh, some of the movie theaters in my area were getting to be very interesting because uh, they, I forgot the name of the theater. I don't know if it was, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the, the movie company, but they had where there was actually like a lounge area on the upper floors where you can go for coffee and, and dinner. You know, it was kind of crazy. They they were making it really more, 
more comfortable and the yeah. chairs will all relax and recline back completely. Well, that, that's what our, our movie theater did. They took, they were renovating actually the whole theater and you had, um, you had those reclining seats. Like everybody had their own recliner and it had a, a cup holder and you could sit there, put your feet up and it was almost like being at home in your lazy boy. <laughs> exactly. So if a movie was bad, you could just fall asleep right there and be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually did. Especially, <laughs> you know, I went, I used to go with my friend and work before. We used to always go whenever a movie premiered. And they would premiere at 12 midnight. Sometimes when you get out of work at, you know, 12 and you used to go to those movie things, man. Wow. It was kind of tough after like an hour and a half in the movie. You're like passing yeah. out, man. Well, I, I tell you what I'm, I'm really excited for is, you know, we every once in a while we have two um, drive drive in theaters near us. You know, they're both about 45 minutes away and uh, they usually have a pretty decent schedule, you know, schedule there. They'll have one screen where they'll show back to back new movies and another screen where they'll usually do like back to back 80s movies, like say Ghostbusters with Goonies, something like that. Yeah. Well, Coming up in uh, June for their Monster Bash, June 11th through 12th, they're doing it's called Monster Bash Under the Stars. So they're doing it at a uh, the Riverside Drive-in in, in Vandegrift, PA. Which Chuck, I'm sure you're you're familiar with that. Yeah, that's that's not that far. Yeah, that's off of Route 28. Yeah, so they're doing movies there, and, and you know, all night. You know, I think the last movie starts playing at 2 a.m. Cool. So, that's going to be really cool to to be out there because they're allowing us to bring tents and everything where you could, you know, camp out there overnight so you don't have to drive home in the wee hours and then come back the next night. So that's going to be cool laying in a in a tent and you know watching a movie on the big screen there. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you said that. Uh, this is going to make you laugh, but when I I was very young. There was a couple of uh, drive-in movie theaters in my area. But since I grew up in Manhattan, I had them there. I mean, they were in New Jersey. But in New York, you had the theater right next to my home, you know. In fact, uh, where one of the theaters that uh, I think I forgot was was kind of like in the area where they shot Malcolm X uh, across uh, the Presbyterian Hospital. Uh, that's where I first saw King Kong in 1976 or 75, whenever it came out. But but you know something? The point I was going to say is I never went to a drive-in movie theater. Isn't that crazy? Really? Wow. No. wow. Oh, never... man, you got to hear it. You're missing out on a, a true <laughs> oh. experience. Oh, man, well, that, I tell you, that brings back memories. When I was a kid, we had several of them right to our, close to our house. And our kids, uh, our older boys. And they were fortunate enough to actually go to a couple of drive-ins. But since then, the vast majority of them in the direct area where I'm from out here, they closed. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There were, we had one right over the uh, the PA line near me that, that closed up, I think, in the, the mid or late 80s. And it was only maybe five minutes for me. We used to go there all yeah. the time. And, man, it was a, it was a beautiful drive-in. Oh. But, yeah, yeah. We, there, was a, there was a few of them near us. And they uh, – sadly, they, they over – probably the last 20 years or so they've all been, you know, finally torn down other stuff's been built there, but man, I, I there's nothing beats the drive and experience. You know, <laughs> you know something though, um, in my area, there was a lot. They, I think they closed all of them down. I don't know. I don't think New Jersey has any more left, but maybe one in South Jersey, but you know, what's kind of crazy about that though. The probably the reason those things closed down is because with the amount of people we have, especially in this area, 
if a movie was hot, I mean, you know how hard it would be to get in there. And, and I mean, how many cars can you fit? The, the area they need for a drive-in theater has to be huge, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I, yeah it, it's 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 kind of tough. And I, I think I, I got a feeling that that drive-ins are going to start making a, uh, a comeback. I don't know if they're going to build any new ones, but I think the ones that are still in uh, – you know, still up and running, I think they're going to start getting a lot more uh, traffic that well, are going to start wanting them more than going to a traditional movie theater. Because well, we talked before, everything goes in cycles. It does. You're right. You're exactly, you're exactly right. You know what Eddie mentioned about uh, how there was movies made in Manhattan. For some reason, Pittsburgh, in the last 15 or 20 years, it's been a hotspot, man. They made a lot of movies out here. And this little town I live in, it's called Wilmerding, PA. You can look it up on the map. It's about 19... 19- uh, east of Pittsburgh, uh, for some reason, about 30 years, going on 30 years, they've closed this town down. I couldn't tell you how many times, and they made and they shot different uh, segments of movies here. I mean, oh, I, wow. I, yeah, like about a year ago, our our whole street was closed down. I had to park the vehicle down the road and walk up to the house. I mean, for some reason, this particular little town. I mean, they they shot different segments of uh, American Horror Story here. Uh, there was a Russell Crowe movie that they shot a segment a couple years ago. I mean, I don't know why, but this little town, it's crazy. They Numerous times, man. <laughs> no, Well, what I meant to say is not only did they shot films, what I'm saying is growing up in New York, there's no room in New York for uh, there's no room, yeah. you know, driving theaters. But, <laughs> but I'm yeah, You really have to take a, a drive to find one. Yeah, you do. But here's the whole thing, though, like I said. <laughs> Maybe because of this COVID thing. Uh, I mean, although the movie theaters were really getting revamped and now the COVID shut down a lot of them. And and it's true. I've read an article where they're saying that the drive-in theater is kind of making a slight bit of a comeback. But you know what, though? I really don't see them coming back as strong as when they were. Um, because, I mean, the amount of people. I mean, in your area, maybe you have a lot less people. But up here, oh, yeah. uh, you go, I mean... Right next to my, let me give you an example. Uh, about 10 years ago, I had maybe one or two theaters, three theaters around the area. Right now, they open within a mile of each other, two 14 plexes. That's 14 oh. movie theaters. And when you go in, man, they're so packed uh, right before COVID that uh, usually every single showing was 500 people, whatever fit in each oh. of the movie theaters. So you have thousands. I think they make their money the most. They didn't make it in the even though they charge you like ten, fifteen dollars to get in per person, but they were making it with the popcorns, man. So I went there and uh, <laughs> and I got two two large popcorns, right? Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, two large cokes and one of those big buckets of popcorn. The thing was like thirty two dollars. I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, they make their they make their money on the food, definitely. Yeah, because wow. they they don't make really anything <laughs> on the ticket sales. Everything comes from their their snack bar and. You know that's the same with the drive-ins, but like I said, I, I don't. I I think it will be too expensive to build a brand new drive-in. I, I don't think I don't think you would get your your money back from it. You know, right away. But the ones that are still up and running, I think they're going to start doing a lot more business than that than they've seen. You know, in the past, you know, few decades. Now, now here's one thing I want to yeah. ask, though. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but I know it's probably shocking to hear that I've. I've driven by a movie theater, a drive-in movie theater, but like I said, I've never been in it. Uh, and one of one of the things I always ask myself is, how the hell does the cars go in and out? Like, how do they park <laughs> and get in their spaces? You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, you know what? I don't think getting in, but getting out once the movie did shut down. I remember there was long lines when you left the place. I remember going down the different roads. You know, like there was there was uh, there was roads that was covered with cinders, and uh, there'd be little lights guiding you down the road. Yeah, there was big lines when you left, but I don't think it was too bad getting in, if I remember correctly. Look, if if I'm correct, I think the movie theater, the driving movie theater, became popular because when you took your girlfriend. You're there in the car and whatever. Oh, you got uh, your privacy, I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah, but let's be honest. You're in the back seat and you're trying to watch it through the windshield. Is, yeah. is it really that fun? I mean, I don't know. I've never done that, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if I really want to see that, you know? Uh, it, you know what it, it is? It, it's it's definitely an experience. It's an experience, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, from the back seat, yeah, it, it's kind of tough, but you know, <laughs> a lot of people would you know, they would bring chairs and sit outside of the. Oh, the- that's yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. They would put chairs up. You know what, Joe? I go back to the days when you actually hung the metal. You know, right, back yeah. when I was younger. Uh, but then in, in later years, you would tune in your AM radio, or whatever, to a certain uh, a certain channel. And then you would get it through the radio. Right. Well, the one the one near me, I can't remember which one it is, but you had the option to do uh, either or. So they still either. had the old time, you know, ones yeah. that look on the uh the window or you could tune into the radio but mm-hmm. i you know the few times i've been there i found that the the radio one sometimes is a little staticky and not as good as the uh, the actual microphone on the uh right but you get better sound coming from the you know the stereo than that little microphone now i don't know if they you know have revamped those over the years i i don't know too much about that mm-hmm. you know to get better sound but you know you know, Joe, I, I got to tell you guys, I know exactly what you're saying, and I know where you're coming from, and I agree with you. But I guess growing up in my area and having this ultra-modern movie theater where you go inside <laughs> and you're, you know, like things like almost coming out at you. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I don't think I would really want to waste my time going to a drive-in theater <laughs> unless I got some very hot babe and I'm just going there, you know? Well, I tell but, you what, I, I did a... um. I, I went to an IMAX one time. I think it was up in Cleveland when the uh, the first Hulk movie came out in, oh gosh, what was that, 2003 or four something like that. And yeah. we actually, the girl I was dating at the time got us tickets and we actually were in some type of almost like a balcony and we, we actually had dinner, you know, had our own waiter that brought us food and we actually had dinner while watching. Uh, the movie. I mean, it was, it was uh, really, it was really cool, but you know, there's, there's pros and cons to movie theaters and, you know, drive-in. So it's it's just, you well, know, how you're feeling at the time. I, I think when you're in a movie theater, the there's very little cons in a, in a nice movie theater with a relaxed chair. In in a, um, especially if you're trying to see a good movie in a drive-in, like I said, I understand exactly where you guys are coming from, the era, the time, uh, the nostalgia to it. But right. I myself, I don't know if I would really want to even go to one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess you got, you'd have to, tr- you got to try one out, Eddie, and just to experience <laughs> it. Here's, here's my experience. Here's my experience. Where I work at every, um, the last couple of years, they were bringing up this huge 50 or 75 foot inflatable screen. It could have been 40 foot. Uh, I don't remember quite in the park and they play movies at night for free. Man, one day I tried to do that and the mosquitoes were killing me. <laughs> and I'm like, get the hell! I'd rather be home You'd instead of be out home, here yeah. where I was. It was freaking hot as hell, and you know, it's kind of like the same thing when we talk about haunted houses. I went to Florida. Good example. 
it was dark at night. I forgot where my brother took me. They were having an outdoor carnival. But, you know, once it gets like 8, 9 o'clock, it's like pitch dark, especially in Florida, right? And I remember this is one haunted house. And I think I mentioned this in, in an earlier podcast. And I'm going, I'm st- I'm going to go to stand in line to go in it. And without realizing as I got closer, I go, what in the world is this? The whole thing, I mean, it was crazy. There was like those um, steel gates things uh, going up and down, up and down. There must have been 500 people standing in line. And oh, I yeah. I see them because it was dark. <clears throat> and I said, no way, man. <laughs> but, but you know what it was, how hot it is and how it, it's very, very, very annoying to have all that, in, you know, the icky feeling. And all this stuff in your skin. I, I, I take it you're not much of an outdoorsman. I honestly <laughs> am not. I, I am not. And this is funny because I grew up in a farm, but I am not an outdoorsman. I hate the outdoors late wow. at night. Uh, it's fun to walk, but I kind of don't want to be there with the mosquitoes and with all that stuff happening. Oh yeah, uh, see, yeah. I, I love the outdoors. A few years back in our city, we had um up at our our park. They did the same thing. They had an inflatable. Uh, screen with a projector and some nice sound and they would play you know some some movies up there and you know sadly it wasn't getting you know too much of a, a crowd i mean it was free but mm-hmm. you know it just wasn't getting too many people i think it i, I believe it just wasn't advertised well enough but right you know I, I would go up there and watch it and man it was it was really cool to sit under the stars and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know watch a movie and even in, in downtown youngstown they were i, I don't know if they they, I think they stopped doing it, but every during the summer, I think it was every Saturday, they used to do a movie out on the um, um, outside. They would set up this little kind of like a um, it was a big screen. I don't know if it was made out of wood or what it was, um, but they would play movies out there. And me and the wife went and watched that uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, and it was they would get pretty packed out there. They'd get about a hundred or so people. And wow, that's cool. I tell you what, watching creature from the black lagoon I that would be that would be cool. cool that would be cool yeah. I, it, it wasn't wasn't that a great movie wasn't that a fantastic yeah movie? and you know what, what i thought was the best of it is that there was a lot of young kids out there from maybe you know yeah. eight through their teens so it was nice seeing them out there really enjoying a classic movie because exactly you know you don't see many young kids watching these black and whites but they were no. out there and they you know when that creature their eyes were because you know I, I was watching the crowd i'm like i want to see you know, how these kids react to you know it, it's very primitive special effects and all that but man when the you know the creature first came on the screen their eyes were glued man oh, they, absolutely know, so that was really cool to see but sadly they only you know they did mostly newer films there wasn't really any other classics besides right. that you know i would have yeah. liked to have seen them maybe do one universal monster you know at least a <laughs> season or something oh that would have been cool you know something though uh when it's the creature from the black lagoon is is definitely a movie that's that'll be nice to watch in that scenario that type of scene but um yeah but you know what though it's uh what we i think would be a nice thing is like every time like on saturdays remember how they the different tv channels had uh you know adding to what you're saying they had the weekly uh movies and they what was it called um something cinema or whatever it was and they play classics yeah oh yeah if they've stopped doing that you know what i'm saying yeah like on you saturday know, are you talking about saturday night or saturday morning no no saturday mornings they had sunday mornings they had you know like the sunday matinee or whatever it was 
and they showed a lot of classic films. I'm surprised that they don't take like, you know, the universal movies and all that stuff and, and play them. Like a lot of TV stations don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I remember in the 80s and early 90s, you know, usually like Saturday afternoon or or Saturday or Sunday afternoon, they would play, you know, after the cartoons and all that and wrestling, they would play, you know, a classic, you know, horror movie, whether, you know, whether it was Universal or, you know, some well, other studio. But yeah, they don't they don't do that anymore. That's why that. What is it called? Pluto? The TV? Yeah, that Pluto TV. It's, yeah. it's become so popular. And, and yeah, that's pretty cool. Called, uh, yeah, but there's another one also called, one is Pluto, and one is called uh, Cozy TV or something like that. Um, the reason they do that is because actually all the TV channels now are filled either with infomercials. Oh, it's uh, terrible. They're, terrible. Filled, they're filled with political garbage. Yeah. And the worst part of all, it's, oh my gosh, I mean, I like people, I mean, I know people like crime scene stuff, but my gosh, if it's not live TV, uh, 48 hours, live TV, detective files. And, and you, you must, you must have been reading my mind because I was right before this podcast, I had Pluto TV on uh, and I was watching the original house on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Uh, oh, that's man, the best, man. That's you know, I, I, I was loving the movie and I, in and I was I was just bitching to my wife about it because <laughs> it, for the last few weeks on Pluto TV, when you're watching something, it'll cut off whatever you're watching and it will go to Paramount. And oh. it will have a thing on there. It says, you know, Paramount, get your free trial and this and that. So you have to try to click it off. And then if you go to dismiss it, it sometimes it restarts to Pluto. And oh, no. it's been so it's been so annoying. I, I That's you know. They were getting right in the good part of House on Haunted Hill where the skeleton pushes the girl into the, the little <laughs> water pit, and then Paramount popped up. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I went to go dismiss it, and it restarted my Pluto all over again. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> you, you know that I'm such a fanatic for that film, The House on Haunted Hill. I love that film so much. I actually have like 10 copies of that, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, like, wow. it, yeah, I'm serious. I've gone on, on um, eBay. And every time, see, because I like my, my two favorites are the bat and, and that one, the house on Haunted Hill. Oh, the the de- uh, are you talking about the devil bat? No, 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 not the devil bat. That's Bella Lugosi. I'm talking yeah. about the bat with Vincent Price. Okay. Uh, Agnes Moorhead plays the uh, the lady in that thing, and that's the lady who played uh, the mother in, um, you know, in, um, oh my gosh, what's going on? I, I forgot. Bewitch on Bewitch, Agnes Moorhead. Right, right. Yeah, she played uh, the mother on the Bewitched show, and she's the one that acts with Vincent Price in that movie called The Bat. Uh, it was done in the fifties, and then after that, uh, shortly after that, they did The uh, House on Haunted Hill. But I think Vincent Price is phenomenal in those films. Oh, it's fantastic! Uh, it's a really, really good film. Um, oh yeah, but- absolutely. I that, and I haven't seen House on Haunted Hill for such a long time, so I was kind of happy to to see but it I- on, and then. I guess you didn't get to watch Paramount the whole thing. Came on. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't watch the whole thing then. <laughs> no, I you know what I, I caught it maybe about twenty minutes in and, and I was just sitting down to, to eat and I was watching it and and then that came on and the, the Paramount thing and it screwed it all up, but I was like, Son of <laughs> you, you, you know what you know what you reminded me of? Um I've been trying to get a little special box there for uh, Dr. Saab. And he's, he wanted something he wanted to order as a kid, and I have it. Um, several months ago, I, I had it in my hand, right? 
I it has taken a I I think it might have called up the Twilight Zone and maybe went there in one of the shows and disappeared for for good or something. I've spent the last two weeks like literally taking apart my entire storage facility looking for the thing and I can't <laughs> find a piece of paper, man. It's it's uh, bizarre. You know we. Oh, I'm sorry, Eddie. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying no. It's that's all. I, I finished. It's just that it's it's kind of like what you're saying, the house on Haunted Hill. I yeah. think um it's <laughs> definitely the Twilight Zones took my paper, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I wanted to ask you guys, I can't remember if I asked in, in a past episode or not, or or just you know, when we were talking, have you guys and, and we were talking about Vincent Price, have you guys seen the Mad Magician from nineteen fifty four? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was great. Oh man, I tell you what, that's probably one of my favorite Vincent Price movies. Fantastic. I mean, have Have you seen that one, Eddie? I saw The Mad Magician a very, very long time ago. I have it on DVD, and you just reminded me that that was one of the things I had thought about a few months ago to watch. And and the reason was because the last time I went to Trailer, um, The Mad Magician, they 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 were selling an original poster there, and the guy was asking like a hundred and eighty and Oh, that's I, I was, I was hoping man. I could get. I was hoping I could get it for under a hundred, and believe it or not, like a bubblehead that I am, uh, somebody went and bought it for the price. The asking. Oh, price. I would have. Yeah. I would have snatched it up. I, I tell you what, they played it at Monster Bash a few years ago, and I had never heard of it before. It's very rare. It's a rare yeah. film that Vincent Price did. That it's, but it's there. And I was glued to the screen watching that. I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just such a, a fun movie, man. It was real creepy and oh, it was it was a cool movie cool movie yeah it, it was it was just great man i mean it was it was awesome one of my favorite you know everyone has their favorite vincent price house on haunted hill or you well, know um, whatever but that's this one's definitely mine oh, well cool. i i need to watch that oh i'm sorry chuck go ahead you know what when i was a kid and i finally found it it's not vincent price i watched it about a week ago it's called devil doll i don't know if you remember that there was a uh, the guy was a ventriloquist in there it was a really creepy movie i think it was about 1962 maybe 64 uh you know what it's a really it's a really cool movie so if you guys didn't see it check it up maybe maybe if you search it on your cable system it's called devil doll it's really neat was that the british one from 64 i believe it was yep yep or because there was a there was a devil the devil doll it was a uh, 1936 that was a Todd Browning no 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 this was in the, yeah no this was in the 60s yep it was okay. really you know, really cool yeah if you if you I've seen that one but if you've never I would check out too the um the the 1936 one was was really cool too it had Lionel Barrymore and uh, Marina okay. Sullivan who that's I always say that's one of my my classic wives. Is uh, Marina because I love uh, Tarzan movies. <laughs> hey, this this stuff all brings back memories, you know. I mean, I was just talking to my wife today about back when we were kids. I mean, well, even in the you know the sixties, the seventies, and even up to the eighties, I remember back in the seventies, Rubik's cube. I was really, I mean that 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 little cube has enamored me since I was a little <laughs> kid. And there's like forty three quintillion combinations with that thing. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing. I, I I'm only average at at solving this thing. I'm not real good at it, but I've known people. If you can mix this, this one guy, I know he can solve it in like literally 10, 15 seconds. It's unbelievable. You know what I did? You know what I, I found the best thing to do with a Rubik's cube 
is to throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you sometimes you feel like it. And then in the mid seventies, remember the pet rock? I'm talking about all this fad stuff came out. That was probably one of the dumbest uh, things. I mean, but whoever came up with it made millions. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, speaking yeah. of Rubik's cube, I was uh, a few months ago. I was, you know, I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I was watching. It was the um, oh, there was a documentary about a kid who um um he had something. I, I can't remember if it was uh. Asperger's or some something out mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, but he was a he was like a world champion um oh, yeah. person, and they were going to the events, and there was people like doing them blindfolded, which I have no clue on how uh, that's even possible. I know, and they, and they do it with their feet. Sometimes they drop it on the floor and they use their yeah. toes. Yeah, and like just, um... I, I played with thing before for hours and I couldn't get nothing. I just throw it in the trash <laughs> and said, you know what, I'm happy. <laughs> Hey, it gets it gets it gets very frustrating. I'm actually working on on a magic trick right now. In my, you know, like in my spare time, I've I've been messing with this. I'm actually building a Rubik's cube. Now, I'm not sure when I'll be done with it, but it works itself. So you can mix it up. You lay it on the table. You stand back, and it'll rotate. It'll it'll spin. You know, to like all the different combinations, and it'll it'll solve itself. You know. Well, well if you need someone to make one disappear real quick, I'm your <laughs> I guys. I've never ever been able to do the darn thing only one side and i just never liked even uh, there's something with me and puzzles i really i like them they're fun to have kind of like the mysterious ones that are made of wood uh because you know i buy them just because it says you know it's hard to do but for me to actually do it um i'm not too fond of it but you know i wanted to bring something to you guys real quick before we get off that topic uh totally uh, we were talking about those films that were uh, different film, you know, uh, films that were good uh, from the 50s and 60s. Well, there's a film that's done by David Carradine. It's called Sundown, Vampires in Retreat. Did you guys ever watch that film? I don't believe I've seen that. No, I'll have to look that up. Let me tell you, that that is a film that's got a twist. I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, but it's really good, man. It's, it, it, I mean... I was glued to the seat because even though it's a classic horror film, um, the town itself, I'll say a little bit what the film's about. The town itself is is kind of like a town where vampires are trying to be regular human beings, okay? And there's a twist to the whole plot there. And David Carradine plays the King of Darkness, Count Dracula. Mm, I'll have to check that out. I'm actually telling you, the film is really good. When it came out, even if you Google it, it's called Sundown, uh, The Vampires in Retreat. Mm. Uh, if you, um, when I tried to get that film on VHS, it took me a long time. Uh, it was only, it only came out one time or whatever when it was released. It's in color. It's not like a super old film. David Carradine, you know, is, is the guy who played Kung Fu. Right, you know he's a very good uh, actor. Whatever in my book, I liked him a lot. Oh, he was fantastic! Um, yeah, the Kung, the, the Kung Fu series from the seventies was yes, it, it was not that great, but the one that they did in the late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousand, uh, it was pretty good. Well, a little bit before he killed himself. Um, he, uh, I think that you know it was a really really good series series, and and I was watching it, but then again, it came to. I don't know why they didn't continue. Uh, whatever reason they discontinued the series, but 
but anyway, as um, as a film, that is one film I think you guys will find. Hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna... I'm gonna definitely check that out. You know, I also liked uh, David's old man, uh, John Carradine. He was fantastic. Yeah, well, definitely John Carradine did a lot of films, a lot of horror films. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't he on that film. Um, my gosh, it wasn't Psycho. What was the film that John Carradine was in? That oh gosh, well, that sums it up. He was in a few hundred. <laughs> yeah, he was no, no, in. no, no. But this one, I keep thinking of him. I, I forget which. I never mind. His 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 voice was creepy and very distinctive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His voice was creepy. It's kind of like his voice was kind of like uh, that of um, Orson Welles. Well, yeah. Orson Welles wasn't creepy. He had a, a really deep radio voice, especially when he did a. Uh, that invasion of Mars, like a Mars attack back in the 1930s where people right. started running out. <laughs> uh, they, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when they did War of the Worlds on the radio with Orson Welles, a lot of people think that this is, a, you know, not true, but it really did happen. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people throughout the country started running and covering, heading for cover because they made it sound like a, like mm-hmm. a radio uh, announcement of some sort, you know? <laughs> um, I actually have a couple of copies of the War of the Worlds uh, radio TV broadcast that was made like into CDs and they had special edition CDs of it. So I have like three or four mm-hmm. uh, different versions. But um, that movie, though, that's a, that's a movie you have to do now. There's also one, another thing that I was going to tell you there. there, You know, you guys are talking about puzzles. And, and this is something I also want to bring into the, uh, you know, into the conversation here. There's one particular famous magic trick, which is a bolt. And then there's a square cube on the bolt. And somehow a round uh, steel bolt goes through it. Do you know what uh, I'm talking about, Chuck? Yep, yep. That's uh, it's, it's actually called the uh, ball, uh, the ball and bolt or ball and cube, I believe. Yeah, that's an old that's an old effect. It goes back quite a few years. I always I mean, I have it somewhere. I never did it, but I always saw it in ads. And uh, when you mentioned the Rubik's Cube, that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, Eddie, were you, um, were you thinking of John Carradine in House of Frankenstein? That's it. That As is Count Dracula? Yeah. Okay, no, yeah. No, that no, just... no, 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 no. In The Vampires in Retreat, his son, David Carradine, plays Count Dracula. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm talking about, I, I know John Carney. I'm thinking of him in many films. I could have been thinking of him in House of Frankenstein, but I'm talking about because we know we just mentioned the guy John Carradine. So I'm I was just thinking that he was in many films, and I was picturing him in one of that. But Sundown, Vampires in Retreat, his son David Carradine plays Dracula in that movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell's in that one too. I was just looking that up. So. Yeah, it's. Let me tell you something. It's got a twist to it that none of you are going to expect. Yeah, I might have to I, check that out. I, I have never it, heard of that movie. I could say this much, Chuck. It falls kind of with what me and you believe in at the end of the film. So mm-hmm. if okay. you're, you're like gonna say what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely check that out. You know, you know, speaking of Dracula, there was a lot of, a lot of people that played Dracula that looked really cool. I remember Franklin Jella; he looked pretty good as Dracula. And um, there were, you know, throughout the years, there was, there was quite a few of them. Uh, uh, they look. They look really good. The, for the, the part, scariest you know? looking was this guy Levon. Cle- was it Lee? Um, what's the name, Joe? On the, what? The one that played Dracula. Are you talking about Bela Lugosi? No, Bela Lugosi is the original. I'm talking about the other guy, the one that played Dracula in the uh, in the 70s. Because you know, right now you're saying Chuck. You're saying there's a lot of people that played, right? Yeah, a whole bunch. 
Yeah, how, about, how, about Jack, how about Jack Balance? I like Jack Balance, too. He looked cool. No, the one I'm talking about is scarier. What the heck is his name? My gosh, man. Hmm. About Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee, yeah. Oh yeah, he was well, looked great. Yeah, he yeah. you know he he hated playing that that role in, in Dracula. He was not he and was I, not I hated for him. It. I hated him <laughs> the role. I didn't like that film. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I wasn't too too big of a, a, a fan on that. Um I tell you who I really like playing Dracula is um and I, I have to look this up, but he it was in the Mexican version of of Dracula and I can't remember his name, but it was the first it was the first time that um, fangs were actually used in the movies with uh, Dracula. I, I can't remember the guy's, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he he played a really good Dracula. I'm gonna have to look it up here and and see if I could find it. Yeah, there's actually been quite a few that played Dracula, just like uh, James Bond 007. There's been a million different guys that played that throughout the years. When you're saying, uh, Chuck, you're saying that the guy who played Dracula, what was the one you mentioned before the name? Uh, Frank Langella and Jack Palance. Those two really, really stuck out. What to me was for the name reason. of the movie? Do you remember? No, I don't remember the movie. I'm trying to think of those guys because I guess, you know what it is? I've been so engulfed doing this thing with the website all day today that my brain has kind of, you know, like when you spend <laughs> sure. eight, 10 hours in front of a computer. And then you can't even talk straight after that. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I've been there. I, I, that's how I'm coming. I mean, got up uh, after I worked the night shift last night. So I got up and uh, I started redoing the site and working and working. Because all last night I did that as well. And when I got off, it's like I'm, I'm trying to focus just on the computer. Well, sure. because it's, well, you did a, well, you did a very good job, Eddie. I, I, I did check thanks. it out on the computer. It's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. I'm trying to uh, just get it so that people want to come in and, and it's not the same site stale without any change of scenery. Sure. Um, the biggest thing is what I'm doing on the site. I'm, I'm, I'm making the site so that, I mean, when people go to the forum, great, fantastic, but I'm also doing the, the site more intuitive so that we can have more YouTube on it and people can see actual, you know, YouTube videos and the newest videos will be going there. So there's constant change. Yeah, yeah right, right. Now, one thing I wanted to mention to you guys, uh, Chuck put together, which I'm going to be uploading soon, probably early in the morning or later tonight. He built a robot with a little dog. <laughs> and, and it's it's really cool, Joe. I mean, it's, you know what, Joe, once you see this, you're definitely going to start building your own. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I have room in my house for another robot. But uh, real quick, going back, uh, the the movie I was talking about from uh, from Mexico was El Vampiro. Or the- oh, I, oh, yeah, I've I heard of that. it. I remember that. Yeah, 1957, and it was uh, German Robles who was the uh, the count, oh, okay. and that was the first time that that canines were showed, you know, on the uh, the vampire. But right. man, I, I thought he was a great vampire. I, I I loved it. It's called El Vampiro. I like the way you pronounce it, El Vampiro. <laughs> El Vampiro. <laughs> it's, it sounds like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. was that was a real that was I actually picked that one up on Monster Bash a few years ago. I think there was a uh, I believe there was a second one to that too. But I, I tell you what, the the beginning of that that movie, the music that's playing is probably mm-hmm. some of the best in classic cinema. Man, it's some of my favorite. So if anybody's 
never seen that man check out that movie and right right at the beginning where uh they're going into the courtyard and they're playing the uh the music it's it, it's real creepy <laughs> i saw that i saw that quite a few years ago i would like to look at it again yeah that was cool yeah so i el vampiro how, how do you say it eddie el vampiro <laughs> el vampiros but yeah there, there's so many i tell you what a few, a few years ago i i got really into uh the mexican monster movies and it was you know mainly because that monster bash they would do every friday night uh mexican movie night where they would pass out free uh taco bell burritos and tacos and uh. you would watch a mexican monster movie and i i you know i'd never heard of them before and i i started watching them and um down in the dealer room there was a guy um i i can't remember his name he was uh cuban he from he has a, a place in florida where he sells movies and all that and uh, I was talking to him and he was, you know, I said, Hey, you know, what's some of the, you know, I'm just getting into, you know, the monster movies and all that, you know, Mexican monster movies. What's, uh, you know, what do you recommend? I said, you know, give me, give me five, you know, good movies that you would recommend. And he gave me five of them. I went home and just devoured them, man. And uh, wow, that's cool. the guy, he was from fifth, fifth dimension films. I can't remember his name, but I, I tell you what, every year that I go there, I always pick up, you know, few more mexican monster movies and they're just just fantastic i mean it's so gothic and creepy and some of them are fun i mean some of them they they really rip off the um uh, the universal monsters you know they put their own little twist on you could tell you know they're just trying to skirt around the copyrights but man they're they're just some, they're they're real fun real good pop oh, yeah especially a lot of the the wrestler ones like santo and blue demon you know <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, it, it's cool that they just call upon these wrestlers to go, you know, fight monsters in the, you know, that are in the city. And then they got, they got a break from fighting to go, they got a wrestling match and then <laughs> they win their wrestling match and then they got to go back to, to fighting the monsters. So it, it's cool. <laughs> you, you know, what's interesting too. I was looking at, um, you know, I was thinking about him. I looked him up. Raymond, remember Ray Castillas? We had him one time in our show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ray Castillas is, is one of the biggest, Oh, probably the biggest uh, top stone mask collector in probably the world. And I was looking at his channel. He's got a thing called Basement of Horror. It's a very interesting um, YouTube channel he's got there. He's he's one of his episodes. He's reviewing Go- Gregory the Bat. Remember that that bat that was sold in Famous Monsters <laughs> that you could see the inside of the bat? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that, Chuck? I don't remember that, no. Gregory the Bat? They had to sell for like fifteen hundred bucks. When I, I mean, I have one, but I don't have the box for it. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's reviewing that, and he's reviewing the. I'll have to check his uh, channel. Caveman and the gorilla mask that were very. They were. I I remember the caveman and gorilla mask from the Johnson Smith catalog. Oh yeah, yeah. It was always in their back cover and their ads. You know. I remember that. Yep. Um. So you know he's reviewing all that, and he's got the top stone and the shock monster. He's got the originals. You know. I'm telling you, Dave Castillo is. In, in fact, we, I should call him up and see if we can get him back in our show soon. Um, he does. I mean, he does pretty well. But anyway, he does have a lot of those. Uh, he. The reason I brought his name up actually is because he plays um, oh. a famous Mexican vampire with a top hat. I'm trying to remember what's the name of it. Um, you're not familiar, Joe. I mean, you're the horror uh, professional here, Joe. What does he play? I mean, what is it with the top it, it's, hat? It's a 
it's Trying a guy. He, he kind of looks a little bit like. Uh, I think it's a take in Mexico of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, kind of. What the heck is the name of the? Gosh, man, I can't remember. He's a now. horror host. He's not a horror host. He's kind of a, a vampire. Um, I when I I'm thinking of him in in my mind, mm. and um, and Ray Castillas always plays him and. Oh I gosh! Have no idea. Oh my gosh! What is that? Go ahead. I'll 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 look it up. <laughs> that Gregory the Bat. I was just looking up on eBay. There's one selling for uh, twelve hundred dollars, and another selling wow. for nine hundred. Both with the box. Is that amazing? I hated it as a That's kid. That's crazy. I didn't like it as a kid. I don't know. It looked kind of creepy. I didn't like it. I had I bought it for like I think fifty bucks. Yeah, it's just the the chest that's kind of open. You could see the uh, like the it's, sternum and heart or whatnot. I'm gonna have to check that out. Huh. Yeah, I tell you what, the the box looks really cool, man. I'm looking at the box and it's it's got Graphics. you know painted a picture of the bat with you know blood going around the the border. It's really the you box know what is, it is? looks better you than the bat. <laughs> Joe, Joe, that box is a takeoff. If you look at the 1950s, there's there was a game called Bell, Bats from Belfry. You ever seen that game in the 1950s, which is like a tower? It's supposed to be basically it's it's an archway, and the bats kind of like uh, when you have monkeys in a barrel, when you hang one from each other, yeah. it has a magnet, and one of the bats hangs over the top of the archway, and then you start hanging bats on it, and it falls down, whatever. Yeah, that box has kind of the same artwork as as this thing. So I think whoever made that in the 70s might have uh. copied that layout. I yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, there is some, there is a little resemblance from it. And I tell you, that game looks really cool. Comes with like a little, looks like I, a castle with a bunch of uh, bats on I it. I have it. I have that in a box. I bought that many, many years ago. Oh, wow. I'm looking on eBay to see if there's any. Uh, well, there's one listed on there uh, with the box for 300 So they're they're not too expensive. Another one for 552 but uh, no box. So which is which is that though? You're talking about the 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 bats in the belfry. Oh, yeah. Really, they're going for that much. I'm yeah, surprised. There's, there's another one with the box going for three fifty. That's surprising. I thought something that that would do like fifty, sixty dollars. No, uh, I, man, those, those, that stuff's so in demand for for you know monster collectors and all that. It's you know people they put them up. I mean, I don't know if you know they're selling for that much. I, I'm going to see if there's any completed listings. You know, one sold in in the box for fifty one dollars, another one for a hundred, another one for one fifty. So, you know, around a hundred, hundred and fifty seems like the you know the decent price to to pay yeah. for them. But you know, like they always say, you know, for collectors, there's three things you gotta look at: condition, condition, condition. Yeah. Isn't so, that the truth? Yeah. If we would have saved a tenth of the things we had when we were kids, I'm telling you, wow. Oh, I I could have retired years ago and went went yeah. to the island. <laughs> I could yeah. have been doing my podcast from the beach. <laughs> oh, the, you, you know, some it's kind of like the same thing. The box artwork in the um, trunken head game that you would use apples and shrink their heads was Vincent Price. Oh, yeah. That was, that was cool. That was neat. Let me tell you something. The box itself is worth 50 bucks. Not what's inside the box. Just the box. The box got, I mean, it's phenomenal artwork. I, I purchased one for actually 50 bucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those boxes go, for, excuse me, go for good money. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, 
I, I buy a lot of GI Joe stuff you know, from the eighties and mm-hmm. even a lot of that, that eighties, you know, the toys from the eighties, their boxes, if you could find them, I mean, people are paying, you know, good money for, for, you know, even beat up boxes and especially, you know, the old star Wars from late seventies and eighties. Oh yeah. Those boxes go for a good amount. And I, I, I tell you what, when I go to, you know, secondhand toy stores or something, I always look at the, uh, the board games and, Absolutely. You know, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll buy a, a board game if it's decent price just for the artwork on the box, <laughs> you know, because some of them yeah. are just, you know, fantastic. Um, I actually, the crazy, I walked into a flea market a couple of years ago and they were selling a G.I. Joe, uh, sp- like a Moonlander. And it was uh, the space capsule one, you know, the Apollo capsule. Yeah. And when I noticed the G.I. Joe inside was John Glenn. <laughs> No, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they gave me that. I'm like, oh my god, this is the uh, Mercury Seven from John Glenn. I go to the guy, how much he wants? He goes, ah, give me uno ninety ocho, a dollar ninety eight in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, this guy has no idea. I came with the two bucks and ran. <laughs> yeah, it, that was a heck of a buy, man. It does a little bit over a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, hey, look, hey, those GI Joes used to be back when I was a young kid. They were so popular. Now, now my brother, he was seven years older than me, and he had the coolest GI Joes. I mean, they were they had blonde hair, and I don't know that they, they were just different. They had uh, backpacks filled with all kind of utensils and. It was really, really cool. His were probably from the mid '60s. Whereas oh, you're talking about the 12 inch ones. Yeah, that, yeah, he had really, really cool ones, man. I, I don't even know what happened to them. I wish we would have, we would have saved them. See, I, I never got into the 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 12 inch ones. I always liked the three and three fourth ones that you know came out oh. in the you know, '80s to the '90s. You right. know, I never, you know, I, I years ago a buddy of mine was selling his 12 inch ones, and he had a ton of them with some vehicles and clothing and all that, and I just yeah. He kind of wanted, I thought, a little bit too much for him, so I passed. But, right. you know, I just, I never really got, you know, into those too much. But I, I tell you what, there are some of them that are, that are really cool and, you know, outfitted, you know, to oh, the. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, they, they had little tents. I remember little yeah. pup tents, and they, they were just neat, man. Yeah. I, I could just see, you know, my wife coming home from work and me in the living room having a war <laughs> with 12 inch GI Joe's on the, on the floor, you know, sleeping in tents and <laughs> we'll make it realistic. Get up. It's time for kitchen duty. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, when, when, when you're saying about the, um, my favorite GI Joe, I, I think one of my, I had, well, it wasn't GI Joe it was called Eric, the Viking. Do you remember that one that it came with the horse and it was like a, a solid action figure, 12 inches. And it, you know, it bought all the, all the stuff of the Viking. That was pretty good. And mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, I think the horse's stuff went south for the winter, but um, I, the, the action figure itself, I had it for a very long time and it was very sturdily made. It would stand up on its own. Um, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was definitely. It goes for a couple hundred dollars today. I mean, if you look it up on eBay, Eric the Viking. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a photo of it. He had yeah, like he had the Prince Valiant haircut. Right, he's right, <laughs> and, right. He's got the Prince Valiant haircut, <clears throat> and he's also like um, yellow, kind of yellowish. Yeah, with like a really weird like pastel green uniform. Uh huh. That's yeah, with yeah, with like a brown, you know, tonic or something over. Yeah, it looks pretty kind of weird. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of funny we're talking about this. I was trying to see if I could find the name of that vampire that Ray Castillas play, and and I, I, I see it here, but it doesn't say the name. Oh, what a coincidence! 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, you'll, you'll remember at like four in the morning. You'll be calling us. Hey, I remember. The <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be brought up in another podcast. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. To see. Oh, see, wait, wait. Ray is take. Yeah, let me see. Hold on a second. Well, next time Ray comes on, we'll have to have him uh, talk. Oh about my God, what's the name of this? I, I, you know what's so funny? It's showing the 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 vampire, but it doesn't have the name. Ray, if you're listening to this, get a hold of Eddie because it's going to eat him alive if he doesn't. <laughs> Co- Coffin Joe. It's called. Coffin oh, okay. Joe. Coffin Joe. Yeah. Oh, Coffin my Joe. God, okay. Man. Yeah. Ray Castillas has become very famous for that thing. He's played that part many times. Coffin Joe. Where does he Does he go to? Uh, uh... He, goes, he goes to Monster Bash sometimes. He plays it there. He plays in, uh, in different places. Now, Ray, remember, he lives over towards California, I think. Up in the West Coast, so I take it he has the whole beard and everything on. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. If you go on his oh, channel, nice. If you go to his YouTube channel, that I just sent you a link, and I think I sent Chuck, but Chuck doesn't have a. I should I should have sent it through the email. Um, you would see, you'll see what I'm talking about. But you know, one thing also that we you know we're talking about all this horror host and people that play Dracula, and one of the most fun toys. Not fun, but I mean, great looking box was the Green Ghost game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I got one of those. Yeah, those are cool. I was able to. There's also that Haunted House. Remember, it's it's by Marks or something. It's a huge game. It's two feet wide by two feet tall. Right. I I always try to get that. I never actually played it. I try to get it, but every time it was like over 200 and some dollars. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pay for it. And also, it takes up a lot of space because it's a huge box, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey guys, I, I hate to cut in here, but man, we are at the uh, we are at the end of the podcast here, man. That that time definitely flew. Wow. Today. <laughs> so, um, Chuck, thank you always for you know stopping on and uh, hey. and joining yeah. us for our conversations into you know who knows what we were <laughs> talking about tonight. Hey, it's, like a, hey uh, it's always it, you know what? It's always a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, tonight, you know, but right before the podcast, I say, so what are we going to talk about tonight? He goes, I don't know. You know, what do you want to talk about? And <laughs> we just kind of, kind of said, yeah, we'll, we'll fly by the seat of our pants. So, you know, that's kind of how we roll sometimes, but you know, thank you for coming on and everybody sure. out there listening to us, you know, thanks again for listening to us. Uh, tell your friends about our, our podcast and get them hooked as well. Um, you could find this on your favorite podcast platforms, you know, go on there and, and give us a, a good review. Uh, definitely head over to house of the unusual.com, the website, uh, Eddie just revamped it. It looks absolutely fantastic. Check us out there and on our YouTube channel, uh, house of the unusual, uh, give us a, a like and subscribe. Eddie's always putting up some, some new videos up there of some very interesting stuff. So, uh, you, you'll spend hours on there. So, Eddie, Chuck, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. And everybody out there, thank you once again. And good night. Good night, night. guys. Bye-bye now.